0: Is it a sarlacc he's cutting up? What's going on? I don't on? think, so. no, I think, it's, I don't think it's a sarlacc at all. But I, I have no confirmation so. it isn't. So how am I, I mean, supposed to know? I, that was what portion assumption. of this piece of meat are they cutting off of? You know clearly that isn't cle- rump. Clearly clearly rump. is clearly the rump. Clearly,
1: if you've ever butchered before, you'd know it's the rump. Hey, now we-
0: Welcome, welcome. Welcome, nerds and nerdettes. Welcome, obscurias of all shapes and flavors. You're listening to the Nerd Obscurial Podcasts. Hi, I'm Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you via satellite, live from the scene,
1: it's the Oklahoma Kid. Good evening, folks. Good evening, Eric. Oklahoma Kid here, live from
0: the scene so we're on the last nope. well before the half yes absolutely. so we're it's, on uh, the last individual picks yes for our our topic here about the star wars channels
1: channel surfing in a galaxy far far away nice
0: whoever thought of that really really smart and very humble too and so fucking humble yeah and has a nicely shaped penis mm-hmm. not big but it's just nicely shaped <laughs>
1: it's weird that the shape is dodecahedral but you know
0: is that asking the question i was just gonna answer it myself the usual thing we talk about just before we get into the lightning round feeding the obscurial and you know cooking like oh i I made up this really nice uh meat sauce for some pasta and i haven't done any like really big big projects but just like i've been in my like busier season where it's been Mm -hmm. not trying to not having time to do a bunch of meals, yeah. and um, I just really enjoy the the jazz of cooking like there is it's about timing it's about improvisation it's about making it your own it's about really getting down and and i guess yeah it's it's one of those things that kind of because it's so everyday because it's so mundane because it's so like you have to eat every day you have Mm -hmm. to cook every day it gets lost in the shuffle as a real nerd thing to feed to but like i'm kind of a food nerd with a lot of stuff you know
1: so you're not a follow the recipe kind of you like to try out, you're like, let's see what happens if I change this for this. I have a very... Like, what if I use tarragon instead of saffron in this recipe and trying out stuff?
0: I have a very particular lane where I do try to follow recipes. I do think it's important that, like, I think really what got me into this was uh, baking you measure out with a scale how much of your materials you're using. Like you want to have that kind of precision. Like right, I don't I don't like as much just like, oh, that looks like enough of whatever it may be.
1: I, I do. mean more like the ingredients. Like so, trying out different ingredients. So you're like, hey, you know, last time I made this meat sauce using oregano. Right. What if I throw some coriander in this time in this time? You know? How
0: will that go? Really like to do is I like to go and find 10 different recipes that's all doing the same dish Uh and I like to see like okay what are the similarities what are the differences because everything is about like your own taste and so Mm -hmm. like hey I like you know onions or garlic whatever like how much are these people using how much are those like you're getting a bell curve you're getting a median Mm -hmm. there of, okay what is what the general shape is and then you adjust it and then there has to be as well with my own considerations about like neither my wife nor my son really like spicy food i was gonna say
1: so, you've got you're not just cooking for yourself
0: right i'm not just cooking for myself and so yeah there'll be a lot of recipes where it's like pop in a quarter tables t- or quarter teaspoon of cayenne pepper well i'll do like a half teaspoon of chili powder because i want a little bit of hot but i don't want it hot where they're bitching at me you know what i mean yeah. so in a lot of it like i'll still go back and follow the things that i like like but i like to scour and kind of see where everything's at I'm kind of frankenstein your own recipe a little bit yeah for sure and then also a part of the frankenstein is that like okay looking at all these recipes and this one wants you to have fucking this special ingredient that one has you to have that special ingredient and it's like okay like i love doing this a lot of like if you're doing fried chicken, or you're doing biscuits, buttermilk. How many times are you picking up buttermilk at the store? But what you can do is you can actually put vinegar in a whole, if you have to, 2% milk. Mix it up if you have the right portions of uh-huh. ratios. Pretty damn, goddamn close to buttermilk, you know? A, a lot of the improvisation, okay, what do I have access to? Because I, I ain't making a fucking trip. You know, if if I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm not going to spend 45 minutes to get the right ingredient at the store, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big factor of the Frankenstein as well.
1: When I was young, Ms. Oklahoma does not let me cook because uh, apparently you're supposed to clean as you go.
0: Oh, and I'm, uh, I'm terrible with the clean side. I yeah. love to cook and I don't know if I would love it as much if I had to clean as I go. I, I will say that.
1: Well, and it's like, because to me, I always thought of it as, you know, my mom was a really great cook, you know, and she, my mom was awesome. Working mom, 40 hours in an office and then came home and made like amazing meals. But the thing was it was, we cleaned. Like my, you know, that was the deal. Like sure. that was part of the, part of our chores was we had to clean up the kitchen so she could just you know and so I always thought like oh that's how it works whoever cooks cooks and whoever, whoever doesn't, doesn't cook, cook. Cleans. cleans and Ms. Oklahoma's like fuck no because you make a horrible mess and I'm not dealing with that
0: I get that as well I'm the same way I'm bad and Miss Troubadour is a little bit more forgiving
1: yeah. No, Ms. Oklahoma's just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, she I, I, like I will do the got cooking because she's fist. like, yeah, yeah. she does the cooking because she has a system down. And plus, because having the OCD, uh, it's like hand washing dishes. Anything that has to be hand washed is more of a process for me because I have to do it like a certain certain way, you know, where like it can't touch. Like once the clean part can only touch this part of the sink and that. So if it's like something too heavy to hold in one hand.
0: But she likes it too, though. Like, she
1: enjoys cooking, but yeah.
0: Troubadour, she does not enjoy cooking. Oh,
1: yeah. No, Ms. Ms. Oklahoma likes cooking.
0: Like, it's it's a. Short.
1: Long story short, one time I made a lasagna, 70% from scratch, I'm going to say. Nice. I did not make the noodles. The noodles came out of a box.
0: No, no, of course. That's and, still from, um, from scratch.
1: It's so hard. I though. mixed. I used some fresh tomatoes and I used some canned tomatoes.
0: And that's the hard thing is that what does from scratch mean? Because it is a real fucking rabbit hole. Because it's like, oh, this was made from scratch. was like, did oh. you grow that flower? Yeah. Well, <laughs> did no, you grow yeah, that wheat? Or are your lasagna thing? Like, oh. Did you grow that rosemary that went into the Italian seasoning? Yeah, you know, like is your Italian seasoning from scratch? Did you, you know, like I say, as long as you're not getting it directly out of a container and putting it into, yeah, I mean, if like you're I made the sauce, assembling and doing shit like that. Yeah. then you're you're doing it from scratch. Yeah, I, I mixed, That's like I
1: said, yeah, though. it's I got everything from the grocery store, but it was not like I just poured a can of pasta pomodoro on top of the noodles and right. and cooked the meat. Like right. I made the sauce, right. The, uh, the two things I used to make that I, uh, was most proud of is I uh, used to do, and of course they're not my recipe, you know, I got this out of a cookbook, but there was one recipe where it was, you made this, like, you take chicken breasts and you cut, like, halfway into them, and you mix up butter, and then there was a couple other things, but mainly it's you kind of melt this butter and mix it with tarragon and a couple other things. Yeah, Huh?
0: Chicken kia. Is it this butter-based? Instead of, like, cordon bleu would be, like, cheese and ham. Yeah, no, this was, like, there. this
1: was, like, a butter, and you then put you, like... You butter,
0: and then you roll it...
1: No, 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 you, you melted the butter, and you, like, brushed it on, and it, like, soaked into the cuts.
0: Okay so you weren't inserting it in the center of it.
1: No 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 okay. you cut like some like uh, slits about, maybe not half like about a third a third way deep you'd cut like four slits like diagonally across the chick- chicken breast and then you'd kind of ha- you'd melt this butter not like completely melted but like really soft yeah. and you'd mix some, the main spice was tarragon that was the main flavor of it but there was a couple other things in there and you and you'd uh, brush it onto the chicken and then bake it And then there was another one I love to do where it was you, you uh, uh, cut up a chicken into chunks Like kind of like not quite diced like fat like really fat diced you cooked it, and then you made this uh, sauce that was like uh, the main thing was it was a uh, flour, milk, and stone ground mustard. And yeah. then you and then you uh, you cooked the chicken. You took it out. You made that sauce and kind of browned that up a little bit in the pan. And then you put the chicken back in and heated it and mixed it all in with covered it in that.
0: See, that's the base of that so was one of my favorite dishes. If you introduce uh, some more fat content in there, especially like a butter, you melt that butter before you get to. The- the, is that something you did with this uh no time? i don't think this one had butter well that was a lot of food talk that was yeah that we just had there uh i I'm, take that i want to splen- give table. you a chance to um what
1: isn't that the npr show about cooking isn't that the npr
0: cooking show okay, you just flipped me off though so. no
1: i was flipping oh. off this one to table oh like take oh, that take
0: that splendid. Take, table. yeah yeah a little competition i want to give you a chance oklahoma to, to let the audience know what the obscurial for your week was but you know we also have a lot of show left we do
1: so. uh, i'll just mention it real quick because sure. it actually might come up if
0: later had one in mind is i want to give you the chance uh, this, this
1: will mind. actually be pertinent later
0: by destiny <laughs>
1: So two things that'll be pertinent later. (laughs) A lot of Destiny, and we just finished binge-watching season three of Harley Quinn. Oh, nice. And we've been watching uh, season three. It's not done yet. They're only on episode five. It has come out. But uh, Star Trek Lower Decks an animated oh, yeah, uh, show for yeah, star trek yeah, yeah, yeah. on the paramount i had uh, seen plus. that
0: one i know that it's really funny paul Shear is in there
1: paul Shear guests
0: sometimes yeah, he's not he a main he's not one of the he's not, not a main, main, he's, cast, not a main he's, he's been in several episodes he's, yeah. but he's like an officer as well so that's why he's, he he's the show ship up a therapist oh man great is. yeah i mean it's 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 hard because there's so much content out there there's so wait many which one did you ask you
1: said paul Shear? or Paul Tompkins.
0: No, Paul Shear.
1: Oh, yes, Paul Shear Paul Shear plays the head he's the Geordie LaForge character. Okay. Like he has Geordie LaForges, he's the head engineer.
0: So he is maybe he's the yeah, he's, 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 he's more to, of a, Paul Tompkins
1: is Paul the Tompkins is more of a guest. He's the ship therapist. Uh Paul yeah, Paul Shear is a semi he's a semi-regular. He's one of the officers, so he's yeah. he shows up fairly often. And Paul Tompkins is guesting on a handful of episodes. But yeah, it's really good. And yeah. And we'll talk more about that cuz that'll play into my my topic for the list later.
0: Okay. Why don't we take a moment, because like I said, we got a lot of show left. We'll get into our lightning round. Soup's on. Soup's on. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the lightning round. Uh, we're not asking anymore who wants to start and begin. We already know these levels, so... Don't you usually ask questions first? I like
2: to ask questions second.
0: Oh, you ask questions second. Oh, that's right. So apparently it does need to be asked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we already kind of teased it in the um, intro. I'm doing a Destiny-themed lightning round. All right. Oklahoma, I think you're going to kick ass on this, but... We'll see. We'll, we'll will see how deep see. This, The first question is actually the one question that I think I may get you on. The All other right. ones, I have some trepidation of losing on the rest of them but this one is uh, interesting so right. battle net dearth <laughs> i don't know why i want to call it that in 2019 bungie transitioned destiny 2 from using activision's battle.net to what digital distribution service a origin or b steam
1: i know it is available on steam I'll just say that Steam. I know that it's available on Steam. That that one
0: I kind of thought you'd maybe get just because it's like the loading screen would maybe (laughs) do that, or I didn't know. Well, I'm
1: I'm on I'm on PlayStation, so I don't. Battle.net.
0: I I got all my memories from Warcraft. Yeah, because it used to be through Warcraft. Battle.net on the screen as you were logging in. Yeah,
1: no, I didn't. I don't think it ever really showed on that.
0: Okay, so this actually the name of this next category is a lot of fun, and this is a performance based one.
1: Alright.
0: Great for radio? No, uh, like singing.
1: Oh, okay. Here we go. Hello. Hello.
0: Destiny come and me want to go home. Rendition of Harry Belafonte's Deo. Yes. Thank you very much. Bungie tested Destiny using a poster that states, Destiny awaits with an image. Oh, I'm sorry. Bungie teased. Teased, Not yeah. tested, Teased. Destiny using a poster that states Destiny awaits with an image of Earth and a white spear orbiting it. In which game? Halo three, O D S T or Halo Reach?
1: I'm trying to remember what the last one they did was. Reach.
0: It was actually Halo Three. Oh, okay. The ghost with the most. During Destiny's first year, your ghost was originally voiced by whom? Peter Dinklage. Okay, do you want to hear what my other option was? What was your other option? <laughs> Rain Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually just going to be the name of the album that I'm talking about. Music of Spheres. The eight-part musical companion to Destiny was composed by Marty O'Donnell, Michael Salvatori, and whom? Johnny Greenwood or Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney. Correct. Number five. I'm calling this one Poba T. Like instead Boba T. Poba. Poba. Yeah. Okay. What does the acronym Poba? P-O-B-A mean in destiny, proof of biological activity or Russian Federal Bureau of Aeronautics, translated, of course. Second one? Correct. Okay, the last one I have no A or B for. All right, hit me. And I don't even know really how to put it in a category. I just called it Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) So for what Leroy Jenkins did, to, wow like that is the phrase like, right. if you think of that game what is the equivalent for Destiny what is this crazy subverted meme phrase and I'll give you a hint spoken by Peter Dinklage that like all of these Destiny guys make fun of and have his memes and is, is kind of a butt of a lot of jokes for Destiny oh shit I'm not sure Eyes up, guardian. That wizard came from the moon.
2: Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Yes.
1: <laughs> God about that shit. I, I should have known that one. Yeah, I should have. I should have. At least
0: that. that at least means, and I hope that you see by this that I at least did my research. Oh yeah, no, I, well, good, I did a pretty one. good, good deep dive. So that was four for six. I got. All right. I got to really kick some ass here. All right, here we go. Question one.
1: As always, we start things off with the category of Spock said to lock down Dr. Jock's rock Sherlock. I have a list of quotes. They come from sources including Star Trek's Mr. Spock, philosopher John Locke, comedian Chris Rock, actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jim Henson television series Fraggle Rock, the movie The Rock starring Nicolas Cage Can't Cage the Rage, the character of Sherlock Holmes as played by Benedict Cumberbatch in the series Sherlock, Oceanic Explorer Jacques Cousteau, or the long-running BBC sci-fi series Doctor Who, and this would be from the ninth Doctor Christopher Ecclestein on. I'm going to give you two of these possible sources, so I'll narrow it down for you. You have to tell me which of these two is the source of the quote. So here we go. This week, your choices are, is this from Fraggle Rock or John Locke? Architecture was meant to be enjoyed. Fraggle Rock. It is from Fraggle Rock, correct.
0: That was a dozer episode, wasn't
1: it? Oh, probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. Question two.
1: This is in the ring or on uh, as with the rest of these categories, I'm going to give you a name. In this case, this name belongs to either a Old West cowboy or a professional wrestler. And that is the, to be clear, the ring name or, or performing name of the wrestler. So in this case, The Rock would qualify. Dwayne Johnson would not. So for the point, is this a cowboy or a wrestler? The Dynamite Kid.
0: I'm going to say wrestling.
1: Correct. Yes. That is a wrestler. One, three, Next category is Hippogriff or Honky Gringo. In this case, the name here is either going to apply to a species of magical beast, as described in the creative works of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, or it is a slang term for a demographic of white people. And to be clear, the slang term does not necessarily have to be derogatory, and it also does not necessarily have to be used by non-white people exclusively. For the point, Lobalug. L-O-B-A-L-U-G. Lobalug. Slur. No. Uh, it is uh from Harry Potter. It's a poisonous deep sea uh sponge creature type thing. Like a sea sponge, but it felt magical, like magical poisonous.
0: South American or Central American It slur.
1: does sound like it could be that, Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: category is Teenage Mutant Gnarly Thrashers. And this is going to be a this, that, or both category. This name could be a character from Marvel Comics, particularly X-Men Comics, who possesses the X-Gene and thus has mutant powers. Or, it could be a metal band of some sort. Uh, Any various subgenre of metal was fair game. And as I said, it could also be both. And just to be clear, for the band to qualify, because just about anything has been some person's band's name, at some point, somewhere, This had to be a band that had some sort of presence. Uh, They had to have albums out or or tours, shows being played. They couldn't just be someone throwing a random song up on SoundCloud. They had to be a little more substantial than that. So this week, your question is Dr. Nemesis.
0: Just immune.
1: Correct. Doctor Nemesis is an X Man ally who has a power similar to Forge. Who Forge's powers he can understand like any technology and build anything. Doctor Nemesis has the same thing but with biology and chemistry.
0: So should be a fucking metal band though. That's there is so be a metal band.
1: I found one just called Nemesis. Yeah. And one called Dark Nemesis. No Doctor Nemesis though. Right. It so is
0: right for the picking though. Question five
1: up next is Horseplay Wiki Edition. So, in this category the name will either be of a racehorse or a Broadway play. But, again, much like the metal bands, both of those could be pretty wide open categories of uh, all kinds of things being in there uh, over the course of time. So, to narrow it down a little bit, make it a little more fair, this is the Wiki Edition. So, Wikipedia has a list of notable racehorses. So, if it's a horse, it will be drawn from that list. And keep in mind, it could be notable for being good, for being bad, or for some sort of historical context that has nothing to do with the horse's performance. And if it's a play, it is coming from the Wikipedia list of longest or shortest running Broadway plays. So is this a horse or a play
0: The Lieutenant? I'm going to say play. Correct. Wow. It's a musical.
1: Uh, It opened on March 9th, 1975 on Broadway and closed on March 16th, 1975 on Broadway after 9 performances making it one of the shortest running plays in Broadway history. So, for the win comes down to this. Six. And of course, we bring it home with anime or may not. All you got to do is tell me, is this name the real title of a anime movie or TV series or is it just some crazy gibberish I made the fuck up? Here we go. G Ichichan channel chi, dimension. Channel, C-H-A-N-N-E-L, chi colon, chibi dimension. That's G E E I C H I C H A N Channel C H A N N E L Chi C I E C H E Colon C H I B I Dimension. I think I don't need to spell that for you right. G channel chi. Chibi Dimension.
0: Now this right here is actually a game of poker. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is—is is he bluffing me? <laughs> Does he have the royal flush? <laughs> I'm gonna go against my better thoughts and say that you made that up.
1: Correct. What? Oh, that—that that is some nonsense that I
0: made up. Why don't we take a moment and then we will get back to Zob People. Soup's on. Across the table First to see if she was joking No joke, there was no flicker Just a girl who wanted more we're back, master of this domain. Correct, Mundo. As usual, Oklahoma comes up with these, and I sometimes I get them uh, ahead of us talking about it. But this time I don't, so I will be just as surprised as you.
1: We we introduced last season doing uh they are now themed and oh the arc on this one how it's going to come full circle. circle i am i am so excited and uh for those just tuning in these are things that i went to look for to see if they were websites that existed with this uh this url this web domain this title even or overarching theme and did not find so we're going to talk about what should be there at get
0: Okay, so the first thing that really comes to head to to my brain, and maybe it's just because uh, recently on social media I saw this thing where they were trying to do this subversive art where they were role-changing So it would be, like, the black aristocratic woman with the slave white woman with the child on her breast kind Uh of thing. Or, you know, a bunch of white people in, like, um, field slave garb out Uh there while the, you know. So, yeah, that would be my, my first, the first thing that came in my brain was actually, like, get... That honky would be actually that subversive kind of thing, where you know you tell you roll reversal like uh, Emmett Till or those these kind of stories mm-hmm. with a, a white person being the one that you're getting. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, I believe I believe you are describing the movie White Man's Burden, starring uh, Harry Belafonte and John uh, Travolta. Uh, John. friend of Travolta. the show now. a friend of the show now. Sup, Maisie? Yeah, there was there was a whole movie about like that was like that where it was it was called white man's burden it had john travolta and harry belafonte and it was like a whole thing about race relations but it
0: flipped it you know right so yeah to get that i feel like that would be that rover and would be we would be actually be interesting but almost like that would have to be almost like a, a visual art kind of thing mm-hmm. with either like paintings or photographs or something like that but like yeah having a complete role reversal through the slave and civil rights period like definitely seeing like a bunch of black cops having the fire hoses and the dogs sicked on like the white people mm. who were just like that get that honky i think that would fit that theme so we did it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up to you kind of an ender note to do yeah. <laughs> I mean that's assuming- it was always it I I know you have a payoff here at the end, but I was always had a little bit of trepidation about this as our theme because, like, the word honky is already... Although innocuous, still racially charged, especially something like, get that honky. Like, there's something interesting they're doing with the, the role reversal thing. Like, is it just, like, having lynch mobs go to Karen's? Like...
1: The opposite reading of this uh, And I've done this with a couple of the other ones yeah. I think I did with Honky Motherfucker You know you can read it as Honky Motherfucker yeah, yeah, But yeah. you can also read it as Honky Motherfucker So you like What if you read it as get that honky Like can you believe that Like get this get this honky over here Trying
0: to uh, No no I, I just had a moment though Okay, So if we want to subvert the whole idea What if we go the other way of it Of like fucking The Black Jeopardy with Tom uh. Hanks where like they really liked him at first? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's like, get that honky. Like get that honky. Like he's the one, that's the honky you want on your side. Like that motherfucker's good at uh, barbecue. He can make a cornbread that knocks your shit off. Like this is the honky we want. Get that honky.
1: Oh, so it could be it could be like a compendium, like a uh, user's manual. Like, is yeah. this the situation you're in? This is the honky you need to get.
0: Exactly.
1: Like, oh, you're trying to do this, and you, and you need a honky. Get this honky. Like, this is the one that's going to be able to help you out.
0: There it is. Whoop. A black people Angie's list. <laughs> <For
1: honkeys>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you need a honky? Do you, you need honky a honky to hon- work on your car. Do you need a honky to dry your or mow your lawn? These are the honkies you want. <laughs> Uh, It would have to be kind of exclusionary. Like, if there's a good Hispanic craftsman, then you can't have him on the site. It can only be honkies.
1: When you said Angie's List, I pictured it more in terms of, like, the format, not in terms of the actual, like what you're getting them for. I pictured more like, you have a situation where it would be useful to have a honky there. This is the honky you want to get. Oh, you were going on a road trip and you don't want to get pulled over (laughs) all the time, (laughs) so you need a honky in that car? Get this honky. This is the honky you want for your road trip. He's going to, you know, because you need one there in the car. Oh, you recorded an album and you need someone to play some really slick banjo? Get this honky. This is going to be the one that's going to be able to really, like, add that flavor to your track, you know? Like, you you've got a situation where you need where it calls for a honky and this is like oh these are our certified honkies these guys are good like these guys know what they're doing and they're gonna be on board you know we vetted them
0: why don't we take a moment we'll get to a type five and uh soup's on people Welcome back. I think I kind of have a tie five. Well, um, let's hear it. It is definitely half-baked. I don't know exactly the structure. There's a version where it's a one-liner, there's a version where it's a comparison, and then there's like other tags. You know, I, oh, I, cool, always, cool let's hear it. I always told when I ever tell jokes with you it's always you understand like okay that should have been cut like in half like I always want to go farther and farther farther you, you do set it up a lot and so I don't know how much is me Setting up too much how much is me Needing that setup in order to actually Get to the real funny so that's The difficult thing so I'm gonna give maybe the middle Path which there, there's the Comparison thing I came to realize At least for I don't want to say women be like men be like But at least for the women that I have Had they have had the misfortune Of having sex with me <laughs> I'll Put it that way with a woman When they're trying to achieve orgasm It's like a sudoku they're matching things up. Like, okay, that's working. Okay, we need to move that over there. And then it's like all this Rubik's Cube kind of stuff going on. And then, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, usually they just throw it down on the table and say, yeah, fuck it. I'll finish this later. Now, men, when they're having sex and achieving orgasm, it's very different. It's much more like someone who is becoming seasick on a crowded boat. It's like, ugh, I need to get this out of me, but if I do this in the wrong spot, it's gonna ruin everybody's time. (laughs) <laughs> like, I need to plan this out. I need to go to the right spot. And um, yeah, so the the side thing, I was trying to think of the exact one, but it would just be like the worst place possible to have somebody be seasick on like little kids' shoes or something. You know, like I, I don't know exactly where that joke is. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, the general premise of the Sudoku versus the guy being seasick in a crowded boat. No, there's something there. <laughs> right you're not you're not wrong <laughs> right it's like i know i'm gonna feel so much better once this is out of me yep. <laughs> but, but I, gotta, I cannot just let it out right now i gotta make it to that railing <laughs> i gotta yeah exactly i gotta get a bathroom i gotta get a railing i gotta i can't do this right now otherwise it's gonna ruin everyone's time <laughs> so that one's up for grabs I don't think there's a lot of potential there. And like I said, there's there's some spots to workshop. I wonder if it's strong enough just saying the boat thing by itself. Like if you need the Sudoku thing.
1: It's it's more of just a one-liner. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have
0: the thing, if you but have like—I don't it like... think it's as strong as a one-liner. I think you need the beats. You yeah. need to be able to be like Sudoku. Okay, okay, okay. I can see that. That's interesting. I, I feel like there's a little bit of truth in there that with the female orgasm, there's a little bit more like calculation and yeah. you know waiting and Rubik's cube kind of thing. And then it hits harder that you can't necessarily get rid of the Sudoku thing.
1: No, I think it's—I think it's good. Otherwise, it's just like. A man having an orgasm is like, you know, you're trying to throw up on the boat. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, I guess, sure. But when you, like, build up the thing... And, yeah, there is... You always run the risk of, like, men be like, women be like. But, I mean... Right, right, Tried and true, you know? There's a reason it's a... You know, there's a reason things are cliches. The reason things are are standards
0: because they work. I didn't think of it until the moment, but it is a funny bit in line of... Well, at least the women who had the misfortune to have sex with me. Like, I think that's a nice little line that kind of... It creates a not not all all women be like. There's a self-deprecating thing, but you know you're talking about having sex yeah. with women, and you, there there can be a universality, yeah. there, you know. And then also it can be like, oh well, I'm just really bad at it, so that's why it's yeah. such a doku for me, you know. Yeah,
1: kudos to the. uh Eventually they just put it down on the table and say I'll finish this later bit. Like yeah, that's that's
0: good too. That, see, I don't really have the other side as much and I wanna have a counterpoint to that. Uh, I think- but I like I like the bit of like the Sudoku and like if I'm gonna be honest <laughs> Okay, well, let's get a moment. I think I you've tapped everything out of me, but I think that's a solid... That could also be part of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a solid take this joke. It's actually one yeah. of the betters. <laughs> uh, what I will also notice... Like I said, a lot of potential. I'd say probably 75% of the um, seal this jokes don't get... It any kind of reaction at Oklahoma. There were legitimate laughter, laughs there. Yeah, which, which, no, I uh, like that one. Which makes me feel good. That means uh, that means uh, that's a good joke. Yeah. Let's get a moment and we get over to the list. soup zombie Soup's on, on people. Okay, so we're back. Let's get into our final entries of the list before the half. I, uh, of the channels, one we haven't talked about yet, and I think would be awesome, would be a game show network. So, for me, there has to be a limitation of something like Jeopardy. Because Jeopardy is about facts, and basically you could just make up a bunch of shit. You could do it, but it, it would be pretty meaningless. It could be anything. It could be anything. You, you could throw out any kind of words and you could have any kind of answer because you, there's no previous knowledge.
1: Yeah, because it's world. like anything could be what the, the creators of this universe get to decide if that means anything or not. Right. So anything could mean
0: anything. Exactly. So I, I want to shy away from that. Quiz now, shows. One of the shows I thought of though cuz when I I started looking up okay best game shows ever you know and you got your jeopardies you got your wheels of fortune right. you got your family feuds uh, family feuds actually would be pretty good and interesting, but also it would be a weird one where you could make up a lot of stuff. Or, like, you know, how many people said this thing, and it's like, oh, well, the um, Corlysian fruit from this planet, or whatever, like that. Like, that, that becomes a weird one. So, I want to keep it where it actually still be interesting to us as an audience. Uh, one of the first shows I thought of, keeping with definitely a game show, would be uh, you bet your life, oh. the Groucho Marx, correct. Right. And I tried to think what yeah, the would subsequent be... subsequent Wayne Brady reboot. So I tried to think of who would be the equivalent of Groucho Marx. My best answer so far. So I have, I think, a decent answer for who would be Groucho Marx and an amazing answer who would be the duck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: okay. My decent answer for Groucho Marx would be uh, Maz Kanata. All right. Like, I think she could pull off pretty good Groucho Marx. It's got the kinda like smaller stature, like kinda quick witted, you know, glasses. Charisma. Charisma, definitely a lot oozing with charisma. Yeah. My amazing one for the duck, Salacious B Crumb, which I had to look that up. Guy with Jabba the, the Hut. Yeah. Imagine him coming down and giving the dollars and then going back up. And like, hee hee The <laughs> laugh that he has when he comes back up. Not bad. So, yeah, you bet your life. Definitely, That's I think it would be great. Xennials, Millennials, and Gen Xers uh-huh. will remember a certain show called Win Ben Stein's Money. Oh, yeah. Win Watto's Money. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm just going to skirt some of the issues there.
0: Oh, are you telling me that Watto isn't Semitic and shit in the first place? I, that's what I was going to try and just like we'll just, we'll just dance around that one. <laughs>
1: that's I was going to say let's let's just no, uh,
0: the 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 format is already there and definitely I think fits the mold within that. and would be kind of fun and good. The rest of them, I think just pre- Premise level would be cool uh-huh. for game shows and just kind of setting them in the Star Wars universe. Right. Something like the newlywed game. Just it's a good game show and you having the different aliens and stuff like it wouldn't be so distracting because it is based on like a couple. You right. know what I mean? It's just based on how well do you know this other person. Right. So even if the answers are weird and obscure, the reaction between the two is what really matters. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Judgment. It's character driven, exactly. And so you'd you chose some cross-species couples? Oh, yeah. No, you would you know, have the whole gauntlet. Like know. a
1: Wookiee and a Jawa who are married?
0: Why not? Yeah. Is this some fantasies we're getting into
1: here? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I have read your fanfic.
0: Gong Show, I think, is another one where it's kind of like it, the, the setting doesn't matter as much. Like if someone, someone could do something cool and you got other people judging it, whether or not it's good, that's just a slam dunk. And yeah. I think that's that's game show networky right yeah that would be Uh, 100 the last one that i want to present as a possibility is this bbc show called taskmaster have you heard of this uh not off the top of my head so it's a pretty interesting cool show there's these celebrities right right and the whole idea is that like the main guy comes up with these games for these other celebrities to do so it would be like put this whole onion inside this bottle but you can't use your hands okay or or something like that you know that isn't an exact one but like some kind of weird crazy with crazy challenges crazy challenges yeah crazy challenges and tasks and these these celebrities have to to do it and it's very enjoyable if you ever get a chance to watch it any we actually
1: went to a party recently that was uh like that, everyone had to participate in these types of things. The the host of the party had all these challenges where it was like, and everybody had to participate. And it was who could who could do the best. Like um, there was one where it was like uh, he gave us like a box of uh, paper clips and a tube of toothpaste, and you had to get as many of the you had a minute to get as many of the paper clips into the tube of toothpaste as possible, kind of thing. Or like
0: what it's like to not have children.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. It was pretty, it was and of course we're all drinking. So oh, of course. (laughs)
0: Would there be a favorite game show suggestion that you'd want to see on this network.
1: What about the game where the game show where you have to like they have a wall that moves at you and you've got to like jump through and like make the shape like it has like a cutout of a human like like you remember when like Wiley Coyote would like run through a wall and it would make like the outline of him would be broken into the
0: wall. It wasn't the first thing I was thinking of but there's um but basically it actually originates I think originally from Japan and it's these people like doing these crazy obstacle courses and they're all falling down in the pit. There are some off ones I think would be interesting like there's like a supermarket sweep. This is definitely one where it's at the end of the list because it's like one of the last ideas but it does have a catch-all for these things but there's like something really enjoyable. And it has to be said that these are game shows and not reality TV. This isn't Survivor. Oh, yeah. Survivor. Because, like, Survivor is, in a way, a game show. So that distinction that we all have in our head of, like, this is a game show, I would... I think reality TV has its own conversation of being a channel and maybe could be good. But, like, I actually would much prefer watching the game
1: show. The actual game show game Because shows, yeah.
0: Even though maybe I don't watch a ton of them, I, I definitely, if I'm channel surfing, I'll land on that well before the reality TV shit. Oh you know yeah, 100%. I mean? I'm, I'm definitely going to sit and take a moment on like, press your luck. I'll definitely s- sit a little longer on press your luck than I will on um, Survivor or yeah. Big Brother or bullshit. Exactly. Like. It, it's, it's basically watching someone have a game night. Game nights are fun. I'm sorry. I love game nights. I love, like, you know, a fucking game of Monopoly, uh, Settlers of Catan. Yeah, so it's enjoyable for me watching games. Well, I think we should take a moment, give the people a second before we get into your pick. I don't really have much further I can go with the game show thing in soup zone, people. Welcome back. The last unco-authored selection for Channel Surfing in a Galaxy Far, Far Away.
1: As as I said at the top of this episode, you know, we've been watching the Harley Quinn uh, show. We've been watching the Star Trek Lower Deck, both animated shows, where they're taking these media franchises and they're just like, what if we just make an out-and-out comedy?
0: But we're talking about what I'm talking about here. We use a comedy central right? comedy central comedy being the first word there i guess this is the uh distinction that needs to be made for me the talent that you're pulling from this channel is it from ucb or is it from the seller are we talking improvisers or are we talking stand i'm talking a whole mix you're taking I'm from saying, both you want I'm both i want all more you than want, that you want both yeah i you want, want everything, both and no, all you want all so want, I'm saying you wanna have the improvers and you wanna have the, the you wanna have stand up specials though. So. so you'd have But Comedy Central in the back in the day used to have a bunch of stand up. They used to have yeah. a bunch of stand up so specials. I'm saying, would you want that to be a part of it? Yes. Or would you one
1: want one of the one of the things you could have on this would be stand up. You could have like sketch comedy that helps you branch out a little bit more. But I also was picturing like scripted stuff.
0: Well, then let's talk about ones that actually Comedy Central did create, South Park.
1: Exactly so yeah i'm thinking things like think that that's is why important, i mentioned though. that's why i mentioned harley quinn and star trek lower decks
0: right. would there be a daily show
1: that's another one i was going to mention so to me also part of it is when you mentioned this topic to me and i started thinking about it because like we talked about cooking channel earlier and that was one of the first things i thought but it became to me it was like there's a certain aspect where you have these when you have something that's too specific you run this risk of either it being kind of one note of like hey like like i said food channel hey it's food but it's all crazy look it's everything's blue and like slimy because it's aliens or you run this thing of where it's like it's this but they look like star wars so it's like hey it's guy it's basically the, we took guy fieri's show yeah but we yeah. you know gave him four arms not... and a and a and a and yeah. some weird tusks so a lot of my choices ended up being these kind of vague things where, where it wasn't like, oh, specifically, it'd be this and this. But like like I said, like sports, that encompasses a lot. That History, was the whole thing. Right? That encompasses a lot because I found the more kind of broad you made it, the more you could be like, hey, there's an interesting thing in the Star Wars universe I've always thought about, and this would be a, a way you could get at it. So I'm picturing, yeah, very kind of broad, like of all these things. You could have a daily show. You could have like the late night. No, you could have like Leno and Letterman. Type, right. type things you could do that like you know celebrities in the Star Wars world like who are the, who are the famous people that everybody you know tunes in to see the interview with in Star Wars uh, in the universe you know and, and like I said you could also have scripted stuff you could have animated shows you could have um, all this kind of stuff that really lets you explore a lot of different kind of angles and like little things where it's like this isn't really something that plays into the saga but like what's the deal with those guys over there <laughs> you know some of this with I talked about like I want to see a whole thing about like Jawas just like what's Jawas what's their deal like what's a day in the life of a Jawa just get into there and I think uh, comedy is another thing that really allows you to get into like hey there's this funny little thing in this world what if you had a whole show and it's not you're not because another thing is parody only goes so far with me it's one of the ideas I was going to suggest was like with the stand-up thing literally just the thing where you actually get real stand-ups and you just let them do be like hey, write us, write a, write a, uh, you know, a five minutes as if you were someone who lived in the star Wars universe, Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. you could just have all these different, like great standups doing, coming on and doing these bits. So that was, that was one thing. I was, <laughs> that's what I thought of when I thought of the standup. I'm like, not just like, Oh, we wrote out this stuff and we're going to have some like, no, actually yeah. get, like fucking get Ron Funches. Yeah get, yeah, yeah. get Ron Funches in there doing like a, a, a five minutes on stage as you know as a star wars character when you really get into like the extended franchise there's all these tons of little things that are like interesting and then and you know so that's why i'm like oh and like you could do a history channel you could do a science channel you could do a sports channel where you get into all these little things that are really interesting like i want to see more about this i want to learn more about that like on on mandalorian we saw the thing like we saw some jawa culture where they're like they've got this whole thing with the eggs and that what that from that one creature and they want them to drink it and it's just kind of makes you think like, oh, I want to see something That really gets into Like what is the Jawa culture Like what is Their whole deal what are, what are Their customs What are all Their beliefs And at the same time There's all these Things that are fun But you know Not just like Where uh, as a viewer You're like Whoa that's weird And crazy But things where like If you lived In that world You would still be like Wait what <laughs> That's crazy You know Where like Someone who even Lives in this world Where you're flying At warp speed Well not warp speed uh, Hyper speed, You know uh, Flying around on spaceships, you know, having, you know, magical samurai come around and enforce the law, there's still things that even to you in that universe would still be like, man, that's kind of weird. And you'd want to goof on it. For this particular thing, it works so well for it because it'd be cool to see more comedy worked into Star Wars, but you do run the risk of it becoming a parody of itself. But when it's in universe, you add this layer of complexity of like that. These are the things that really are like fun and goofy about this that we love and that people in the universe recognize as these kind of fun, goofy things that they can then kind of riff on. So it's not you parodying like, oh, how ridiculous is this detail? Like, that that just sounds like nonsense. It's someone in the universe being like, hey, have you never noticed this silly thing that's kind of like you get a kick out of? Like, it's kind of weird and crazy. And it's, I, I really like the idea of doing comedy stuff, especially with this aspect of being in universe because it brings it from a more joyful place which is I like like you like a lot of cringe comedy and like I like a little bit of it but it can go it can get it can get bad real fast for me where I'm just like I don't like embarrassment full blown embarrassment humor I like the absurd and I like people that's looking at like whoa check out this crazy thing you know and and, and having fun with that there's so many little things you can expand on and there's so many that are just kind of like goofy fun things that are thrown in there that doing a comedy channel would be like rife to be able to like all these little fun things where really you like easter eggs, take all the little easter eggs that kind of give you a laugh in Star Wars and expand on those. That I feel like is what you could get with a comedy channel so that's why that's kind of like my crowning glory and the last thing I'll say on it is like I said on the unaired version of this, of this podcast version 1.0, I want to see a goddamn Star Wars romantic comedy he's a, a, a member of the of the of the empire who's just kind of a screw-up and a goof-off and she's a, a, a rebel smuggler with a heart of gold it's a meat cute I, i'd watch that tell the What's cows come your home template
0: then it's it's, uh, it's not, is that pretty woman
1: no that- um i'm thinking like i don't know super troopers I want I want to see super troopers with a bunch of or Office Space with like the uh, the the main the main character the Ron Livingston character uh, instead of whatever the company I forget what the fucking company he was supposed to be what they actually did I just remember TPS reports and and Milton Stapler again friend of the show Stephen Root I want to see Office Space where the Office Space they're in is the county assessors of the Empire I, I want the office <laughs> I want the office but on the desk star it's it's jim it's jim and pam but it's like they work they work in the office on the death star that handles like the hr <laughs> it's the hr office on the death star where they have to do all the vacation requests and it's like the hall. so i think that you know again that's that's a big part of it is it's you have the opportunity to explore all these different kind of things that are layered into the universe and you have the opportunity to do it in all kinds of different ways like all these different kind of templates you can do the stand-up you can do the sketch you can also do the daily show you can do this Muppet thing you can do the rom-com you can do the South Park animated show you can do you can do sitcoms you can do all kinds of shit you know a comedy channel gives you so many templates to work from and there's so many little things you could apply that template to in the Star Wars universe. And then the added layer of it being in-universe allows it to really be kind of this joyful thing of like celebrating all the little silly things that can be layered into this universe and finding the joy in this universe. Because a lot of our experience with it is like, okay, we have this, these guys have this giant thing that's blowing up planets and exterminating races. Like, we're basically trying to stop a holocaust. And it's just like, there's got to be times in this universe where people are just like, oh, aren't cat memes funny? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want to see Star Wars characters having the chance to enjoy cat memes. That's really what it boils down to.
0: Yeah, very thankful that was our last edition. Let's uh, take a little break, and then we'll get into the outro. Sounds good. Soup's on, people. Soup's on.
1: here saying hey We made it. We made it through another Nerd Obscurial podcast. Eric the Troubadour has something special. He's cooking up for his outro, so he's backstage prepping that. So let me say on his behalf, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you will choose to join us again. And then some other weird life advice that you probably shouldn't take from him, etc., etc. Before we go, though, do allow me to read the fine print. The Nerd Obscurial podcast is a Gadzooks and Nerd production. That's Gadzooks, G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S. Find us on the web at gadzooksandnerd.com slash meow, yes meow, M-E-O-W. If you liked the music, you can find more at gadzooksandnerd.com slash fields, that's fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast and its contents are, except for the Steal This Joke Joke, the wholly owned and copyrighted property of Gadzooks and Nerd, so don't go stealing any of it, except, of course, for the Steal This Joke Joke, or we'll have to sick big pretzel on you. Any works, products, concepts, or otherwise intellectual property not owned by Gadzooks and Nerd mentioned or discussed in the Nerd Obscurial Podcast are done so on under fair use for the purposes of commentary, critique, and obviously comedy. So please don't sue us because we can't actually sick big pretzel on anyone. The views, ideas, opinions, and beliefs expressed in the Nerd Obscure podcast are solely those of its creator and your esteemed host, Eric the Troubadour, and do not represent the views, opinions, or beliefs of any individual or entity named, or referenced, or alluded to in this podcast, including but not limited to Peter Dinklage, Leonard Nimoy, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and its parent companies, The Buggles, Me, The Oklahoma Kid, The Splendid Table and its parent companies, Harry Belafonte, Ben Stein, my wife and her parent companies, The Great State of Oklahoma, and of course, all cats everywhere on the internet, hail Cthulhu. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, performing from the roof, Beatles-style of the Gadzooks and Nerd Compound, it's Eric, the Troubadour.
2: So hope for the future, so wait for the calm.
0: Say that the days ahead, the best of them all, we will feel bridges.